From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, May 10th. I'm Sarah Reif. The Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to repeal Ordinance 4507, which charged people who request public records for the staff time to go through and redact them. The Board also approved a policy establishing guidelines for the retention and disposal of emails, establishing a minimum retention period of six months. The American Civil Liberties Union was threatening to sue the county if it did not repeal the ordinance at its meeting today. A dozen public comments urged the board to do so, though County Council Christian Curtis continues to maintain that the policy is legal. Supervisors Ted Williams and Maureen Mulhern announced two weeks ago that they would bring the item before the board today, guaranteeing a minimum of three votes as Supervisor John Hashtag has been seeking a second to rescind the ordinance for months. But Williams expressed mixed feelings. I think the board had reason to pass the uh, ordinance, but is finding there's more reason to uh, repeal it and find other ways. Um, we, what we need, really need here is a legislative fix, because as a rural county, it's, it's, I could generate enough public records requests broad enough that we would bring the county to a grinding halt and not pave any roads. Kate Maxwell, the publisher of the Mendocino Voice, didn't think it was one or the other. Creating these false dichotomies that say, okay, it's this public records request or it's fixing this road, I think is really disingenuous and it actually is completely misconstruing the county's obligation to the public. The obligation is to redact things. The obligation is also to share the public records that the public owns with the public. Supervisor Dan Jurdy called the matter ironic, saying that nowadays more documents than ever are available for free. He also contended that recorded live stream public meetings are a boon to transparency. And he had a suggestion for how to help people find what they're looking for. I would love it if our libraries, we are the library board after all, maybe what, one of the things we should do is um, as they're developing their strategic plan is, is ask their uh, reference library staff to just be trained on an ongoing basis about how to assist members of the public to access information, whether it's a county board of supervisors packet, a city council packet, a water board packet. I mean, all of our government agencies have loads of information for free on the internet. And it could be that we have members of the public who just don't know it's there or how to access it, and maybe our libraries could assist the public in accessing that information. In a spirited 20-minute exchange, Maxwell pointed out that often the documents that media and members of the public want to see are not likely to be published on the website. I can also point to hundreds of examples of news articles from adjacent counties, from Mendocino County, where People have filed public records requests that for text messages or emails about scheduling meetings that have actually revealed great corruption. David Loy, legal director for the First Amendment Coalition, concurred in an interview after the meeting. The FAC made a public records request on the background information about Ordinance 4507 in an attempt to uncover how much county staff had worked with people requesting public records. Initially, the organization was told they would have to pay around $7,000 for the information because the correspondence occurred within the county's next request system and county staff was not sure how to extract emails from it. Loy said after a constructive conversation, it became unnecessary to charge the FAC for the records. With the fiscal year coming to a close, Williams mentioned a frustration with his own public records request. The document that I want is our revenue and expenses, and we can't seem to, to produce that. But the PRA is only about getting access to records that exist. In a related item, the board approved an email retention policy stating that all emails must be retained for a minimum of six months. David Loy of the First Amendment Coalition said his organization argues for a minimum retention of two years. 
Supervisor John Hashtag asked IT division manager Tony Rakes for more detail about emails pertaining to things like contracts that could go sour and efforts to piece together what led up to the health plan deficit years after the fact. Rakes and Curtis told him the policy needs some fine-tuning. Will those emails be retained for the life of those contracts or if we have to go back and justify with the state, you know, years afterwards when they do an audit, where we are kind of like with the Ortner group, will, will those be retained under this policy? This policy sets up adherence with any regulation or, or law, state, local, federal, to retain documents that are required to retain or with any litigation perhaps or any other type of hold that are on these documents. So part of the process that we'll be going through is identifying all those categories. County Council Curtis may have a comment on that as well. I don't think it's going to be able to be rolled out um, for all of the departments at once. Uh, I don't think it's going to be something that is going to be easy. You know, what I'm thinking is kind of with our health care deficit, we don't understand that we even had the deficit for a few years afterwards. And so are those emails going to be raised after six months? Or I guess it kind of depends on the department. I'm just trying to look for to make sure that we're covered and we understand like we can go back and kind of recreate what happened in that situation. As we go through the planning and, and requirements process, we will identify all of the, the types of emails and the topics and the subjects and categories that need to be retained and what periods we need to retain them for. So it's a very valid question and something that we're taking very seriously as we do this planning process because there's a lot of there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of what ifs and there's a lot of potential for things perhaps to fall through the cracks, which is why we're wanting to make sure this policy is in place that gives us the ability to start this project on a department by office basis. The board also directed staff to improve the website to make it easier for members of the public to find what they need and communicate with the county. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Ray. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.